In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello, welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring you thought leaders from all over the world, but we also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you what this show's about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry about it because we're on every major podcast platform from Google to Stitcher to Spotify. Just put in Leadership Beyond Borders and you will find us all over the web. I also invite you to connect with me. Please send me your thoughts and insights to Leadership Beyond Borders and tell me what you'd like to hear about on the show. We're always open to suggestions. But if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either yourself or your business. Now on to today's episode. You know, the sales team is the engine of your business. With the right sales focus, you can give your team the right tools they need to close more deals and to reach your revenue goals. But what is the right focus? If you Google sales, you'll get articles of new methodologies, approaches that should be perfect solutions for your problems. You'll get tools and information on technology that can help them make the job easier. But is this what the customer really wants? Customer demands have changed over the years. So how do you know what is right and what is the best for your customers? It's simple. Anything that puts the customer in the middle is usually the right approach. In this episode, we speak with a sales expert on how to put your customer in the middle. Our guest today is Lisbeth Larson, and she's partner sales manager of Mono Solutions. Now, Mono is a company that empowers small businesses with the best-in-class marketing technology like websites, e-commerce, email, and online booking. Mono is the white label technology behind hundreds and thousands of small business owners' websites and online business models in Europe, the U.S., and Canada. The Mono technology is a resold by local digital marketers. Now, Lisbeth has a wealth of experience in the sales, having dedicated her entire career to the field of sales. Her journey has taken her through consultancy, production, IT sectors, where she navigated both direct and maintenance sales. This diverse background has uniquely shaped her perspective, allowing her to view a sale from a multitude of angles. 
What really sets Lisbeth apart is her passion for what she calls the personal touch. This is approach to sales is founded on empathy, curiosity, and willingness to ask tough questions that others might shy away from. So, Lisbeth, welcome to uh, the, the show. It's great to have you, Lisbeth. Thank you. It's great to be here. I mean, let, let's just first talk about sales. I mean, I, you know, I've been around for quite a long time. I mean, okay, not quite 50 years, but if I look 50 years backwards at sales, you know, a lot of sales were done in person. And then all of a sudden telephone sales came out. And then technology came out that helped telephone sales and in-person be easier. And now today we have AI and we have all kinds of things. If you were to look back at history, I mean, where would you say we are today in the development of sales? Well, uh, as with you, when I started working, we didn't have the knowledge that we do today. So sales is much more diversified with most recently AI and all the tools that we have available. And it's a huge improvement. Today, there are so many tools and opportunities the right sales rep can really take advantage of. So, yeah, overall, I would say sales have improved massively because you have the power to do so much more within a sales situation. However, it also puts a lot of responsibility on the sales leadership of any company because they are able to use and shape the sales process into what, whichever direction they want. And, you know, I think also, Lisbeth, um, I, you know, I think back with all these changes that's happened over history, um, sales has also got a better reputation because, I mean, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, it was like, oh, here comes a salesperson. OK. Um, and I think because of the technology and everything, it's really been it's really a highly respected field now. What do you think? I totally agree because you can't just rely on a script now. Yeah. Because uh, any customer would m customer would expect that you divert from the script and make it personal. Some sales rep can still go strictly by the script and uh, I would actually venture that they are the ones with the poorest results. If you receive a phone call from a sales rep, you expect something personal, especially if you want to put your money there. Mhm. Mm yeah. And yeah. Go ahead. And Can you share a little bit about your background and, and how this has helped, you know, your experience in sales and how it's helped your view on sales? Um, I've been around a few different uh, companies. Um, I started out with consultancy. Uh, I did a, um, a spell with production where I had my first real touch with sales and then Chance took me to IT around 2000, and I spent most prominently 18 years with Oracle, and that's very much shaped me to the person I am today. Mm -hmm. And I worked with both direct and maintenance sales, and um, in my experience, the sales reps that were the most successful, they knew that both parts of any company uh, would, would be so important in order to shape the best sale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so that gives you a, a really rounded uh, experience. Um, and we're going to talk about personal touch uh, in a little while. But I just have I just want to say one thing about that. OK, because we're talking about technology, too. Um, and, you know, if we're moving to really what customers want. OK. Um, and there's so much AI and technology. Do you think that 
the AI and the technology are helping us move in that direction, or is it deterring us from that direction? If you know, um, uh, because you know, so many things are automated, and then, and that's not really personal automated. What do you think? You know, where does it fit in when we talk about personal and a and technology? I think they work very, very well together. Mm-hmm. Because AI can ma- really make you, can help you uh, separate the standard task from the personal task, which means that the sales team have more time for the personal touches. And this is really where you make the best sales. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because sometimes sometimes when I'm, you know, using AI um, or, or hearing AI, um, you know, you let's just stay with the AI targeting technology, which, you, you, as you said, helps maybe target markets so that a salesperson has more, t- more time. Um, but as a, as a customer, sometimes I find it a little bit annoying. Do you, do you think, do you think, you know, I mean, do, do you think that, you know, uh, that our customers are appreciating it the way they should be maybe? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but as, a, as with so many other things, it's a matter of learning because if you use a bot, for instance, uh, it's a typical approach is if you use that you can you can use that to get standard questions answered which mm-hmm. is a wonderful thing but again you can also experience that if you ask if you don't ask exactly the rhyme question you'll be running around in loops at a diff, at a, at a website which is really frustrating mm-hmm. yeah on, on the other hand the, the sales um a sales rep, if you're needing in need of specific help, can really have the time to help you through anything. If, by for instance, if you're working with Amazon and you need help with a specific order, you can go in and really get the help because they have the time for you. Mm-hmm. So it's a powerful tool. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to say my, my personal experience is quite mixed, but when we're talking about customers' reactions, um, you know, you've been in sales for a long time. Can you explain a little bit about the psychology behind a sale? I mean, what components makes a prospect decide, okay, um, or what makes somebody, you know, st- stay with the company? First and foremost, I would say it's the listening mm-hmm. because you have to listen if if a person or if a sales rep really stays on script and does not listen, um, the prospect is likely to hang up at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, have you have to listen and be uh, be ready to change your script according to what what the prospect is 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 telling you. Yeah, and, and do you think do you think in the training area when you're you're, you're training um, sales reps? Is our listening skills one of uh, an important thing that you train people? Because with when you're when you're training people to be better salespeople, mm, in in my opinion, not enough. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. insecurity will make you stay on script. If you're yeah. comfortable with what you're selling, you can go off script and really make a difference. That's that's a really short answer to that. Um, but you can really do some great stuff with the uh, with the listening part. Uh, I got a great uh, advice many years ago saying if you go into any customer meeting, 
make sure that the customer speaks around 80% of the time. Uh-huh. Well, that, because that's... otherwise, how do, you, how do you know what to sell? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and with listening, I mean that's a really good tip. I like that eighty percent. And what listening? Um, what what about mirroring? You know, giving giving. You know, uh, you're listening, um, but then uh, the the skill of confirming what you've heard and mirroring um, should is that a big component here also? It's a it's a, a very big component because you have to confirm that what that what you've heard is actually what the customer said as well. Mm-hmm. So it gives the customer reassurance that you've actually listened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something like we do in our private lives. When my husband talks, I confirm what I want to hear. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> now we're going we're gonna to take a, a short break. Um, and um, when we come back, Lisbeth, I, I'd, like I'd like to really kind of dig into... Um, what you mean about the personal touch and and what does that look like and and then talk a little bit more on, on how we train people and get them to to understand that that's so important in sales and how we implement that in in the sales process. So for our listeners, our guest today is Lisbeth Larson and she is the partner sales manager at Mono. And Mono is a company that empowers small businesses with the best in-class marketing technology like websites, e-commerce, email, and online booking. Mono is a white-labeled technology behind hundreds of thousands of small business owners' websites and online business models in Europe, the U.S., and Canada. The Mono technology is resold by local digital marketing providers. Lisbeth herself has a wealth of experience. We heard a little bit about that uh, in the introduction um, in the world of sales and has dedicated her entire career to this field. She's an expert in this area and her journey has navigated through consulting, production, IT, and many other areas. Now, if you'd like to learn about Mono, you can go to www.mono.com or monosolutions.com. And on Facebook, they are under We Are Mono Solutions. And on LinkedIn, under Mono-Solutions. And on Twitter, at Monosolutions. And social media is monosolutions.com. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Lisbeth, she is also on LinkedIn under Lisbeth Larson, and you can find her there. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual pieces of training, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focus on digital. They also have an e-learning platform for startups and entrepreneurs that is free. Um, Helps startups and entrepreneurs go from idea to exit. And they also hold conferences. And the next conference will be held May 12th to 15th in Berlin, where you can meet the Mono Solutions team. And Mono is welcoming people to the conference with a welcome cocktail on Sunday the 12th. Now, you can reach and and learn all about this on www.cinda.org. So with that, we are going to take a short break. And when we're going to come back, we're going to talk with Lisbeth a little bit more about personal touch in sales. We'll be right back.
A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part-time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero-cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on finding certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. Tune in each week for the Labenthal Report with hosts Dominic Tavella and Michael Hartzman. The Labenthal Report keeps you in tune with market conditions, investment opportunities, and outlooks based on the stories and headlines to keep you in touch with your financial success. Are you picking the right financial path? Find out by listening to The Labenthal Report live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. And this program is partnered with Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's largest digital marketing association, uh, supporting small businesses for supporting the companies that support small businesses. And our guest today is Lisbeth Larson. And uh, her, she's a partner sales manager at Mono Solutions. And Mono Solutions empowers small businesses with best of class marketing technology like websites, e commerce, email, and online booking. They have a white label solution, a white label technology that is used by thousands of small business owners uh, for their websites and their online businesses in Europe, US, and Canada. And Lisbeth is the sales expert on the Mono Solutions team. So, Lisbeth, we were we've been talking kind of about the the, the evolution of sales and um, you feel very strongly that um, you know there has to be the personal touch in sales. So, what do you exactly mean by that? First and foremost, I mean that as a salesperson, any salesperson, you need to do your research because it's an immediate turn off of attention if a person you speak to has a one-size-fits-all approach. So define your verticals, ask for confirmation all throughout any conversation. That way, the person you are speaking to will know that you made an effort, and the effort is really, really important. So ask the prospect, their views on their business. There is usually a story there. Make them feed you your story. If you can pepper it with personal stories or anecdotes, it's a great thing. Uh, But anything that relates to the product you're selling, and uh, most likely you will have a similar one. So share it and make it personal and have a dialogue, not just a pitch. Almost everybody knows what it feels like to be on the receiving end of an elevator pitch, especially (laughs) a uniform one. And most don't like it. I know I don't. 
<laughs> to turn the pitch into a conversation customized to what the prospect is telling you and again make it relatable to real life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. your prospect so, wants to get the feeling that this is better than what they have right now maybe it's the price that's better maybe it's the service maybe it's something else but use all of that to your advantage mm -hmm. so how, how would that look like what would the process look like um You know, if if I'm your customer and 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 you were you know approaching me, what what does the sales process look like when using the personal touch? Again, again, the the research look up your customer. You can't start from scratch and just and just guess what the what the person on the other end of the line is actually thinking. For me, or for Mono, if if you're selling websites, if your if your customer is lacking internet visibility, you have an excellent conversation starter right there. Mm -hmm. But again, start start it with the start the process, start the start the conversation. It would whatever you read, use it for that. Uh, it's the fact that you're selling to them personally, and it, it's the fact that you're convincing a prospect, even though it's a sale for a website or a business, but show them that you understand their business and that you uh, that you want their business as well. Mm -hmm. And how much, when you talked about research, so, uh, how I mean, how much This has changed the process, okay? Because as as we said in the first segment, um, you know, we were all given pitches. I was in te in telephone sales many years ago, okay? You were giving a a manuscript. Of course, you were taught to ask some questions that that revealed um, things about the the customer. Um, but you know, this this really sounds like doing some research upfront. Um, how how much? research uh, do you really need up front and has that prolonged the the sales preparation process not not much because uh most of us are pretty fast on a keyboard mm -hmm. so just going through google trustpilot whatever and uh, maybe they have a, a whatever web presence they have that can be done within a few minutes you'll get a pretty good idea and just the fact that you have been doing that quick uh, reach out is getting your prospect to loosen up. Uh, and you can simply go in by, I know your business in headlines. So what do your customers, what do most people do not know, know about your line of business? Show an interest because, again, it shows that you care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So are there any, in the research question, um, is there any, like, one key question that you ask, I liked what you said that, you know, is there something that nobody knows about your business? Okay. Is do you, have you found, is there anything that that's kind of a trigger question that, that helps open up um, the dialogue? If it's a business, I know absolutely nothing about, I would say this, tell me about it. because I have this idea that your business selling this and that, and this is how it does. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Never, ever, ever use a yes or no uh -huh. question. Always have, get them to talk because the interest always triggers uh, an elaborate question and then you can go from there. Mm -hmm. and, and when you say get them to talk, let's move on to the dialogue part, okay? How do you have a good dialogue? You talked about the 80-20, okay? Um, but th there, there has to be 
sometime where you're you're getting the content for the dialogue to make the sale. How do you, uh, you know, how do you get a, a, a prospect into a good dialogue? Basically, you put yourself in the prospect's seat. If I was selling me my own product, what would I need to do? Mm -hmm. okay. uh, and because usually in the good old days, <laughs> you, 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 you were visiting people, you had the power of, of body language, everything with online sales, you have the power of your voice and your words. Mm -hmm. okay. And if it looks like you're checking out your latest Facebook feeds while you're selling, uh, goes without saying that's not smart. But be be there when you talk to when you talk to your customers. Yeah. So because kind of being present. But that that's a very good point you brought up. Okay. Um, uh, it's very seldom that we're going in person now, right? Um, you know, I, I don't know. Do you have any indication of? How many sales are actually done in person still as compared to virtually? Um, I know that in the pandemic it went all, all to virtual, but um, you know, in general, in, in different fields, uh, how much is done in person and how much is it done virtually today? Uh, do you have any idea? I don't have the figures, but it's getting less and less uh, simply on the fact that if you're a traveling sales rep, you can only visit a few customers a day. If you're uh, online and calling people, you can call X amount of people per hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what, what do you think is better? I mean, do you think because there's different virtual. So you have you have virtual voice only where you're talking about the voice is very important. You have virtual with 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 Zoom or with um, phone. I mean, I, I still read body language when I'm in a Zoom call with people. Um, yeah. How important is the body language still if you're having a, a virtual a virtual Zoom call where you're actually seeing the customer? To me, that's everything. And uh, 20 years ago, I got hit over the head for saying that body language mattered. Uh, and <laughs> today, it's I truly believe it's something that makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Because uh, one thing is that you can call somebody, but if you say, should we do this, like a Zoom meeting or anything, I would really like to see you in person, talk to you and hear it. Because then you get so much information from seeing people and it makes it more personal. It's no different than uh, if you have a sales team that's across Europe and you gather the sales teams once per year for some general training or whatever and a bit of social events. It yeah. works. You yeah. get a more personal relationship. It's no different from when you do a sale with a prospect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think, and that's the same thing with the voice infliction. But you talk about empathy um, to, as being an important component um, in personal touch. Um, how can young sales professionals practice empathy? Okay, because I mean, I'm looking at Generation Z. Um, sometimes they're extremely direct, a little bit less empathetic. Okay, um, you know, how can can new sales prospects learn, uh, you know, learn how to to inject empathy into their dialogues? <laughs> I would say they would have to practice practice on each other. Mm -hmm. Good idea. Yeah, because. Um, Again, it's a, it's a personal opinion, but today's age, 
a lot of people are afraid to be too out there because they could offend someone. Mm-hmm. And if you tra- if you if you train between yourselves and the team, you can sort of eliminate that because it's also a a case of being unafraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most people are brought up in the right way, so they can say a lot of really nice things in the, in the right way. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be a little bit unafraid to to get out there. Yeah, and that brings up a good big point, a good point, because sales is not easy, and and you are you are asking somebody to purchase something. So how do you balance, you know, being pushy with being polite? How do you how do you get them to the close without feeling like a big bully? Um, what's worked best for me over the years, usually uh, that was uh, on-site meetings, but uh, it, it works nonetheless. It's telling the customers outright, this is how I work. Mm-hmm. It's like I speak directly. For me, what works for me personally is that I want, when I say something, if I can do something, I'll tell the customer I'll do it and I keep my promises. Mm-hmm. If I don't know how how to do it, I'll say I have no idea, but I'll ask a colleague and I'll get right back to you so I can so I can help you along. Mm-hmm. But but you should never be afraid to say I can't do it personally or I have I need to have a colleague help me out here. Mm-hmm. But always be frank, be open, be direct, and keep your promises. Yeah, I, I mean, wasn't that something years ago? And I'm going to we're going to talk in the um, after the break. We're going to talk about kind of the silos between the different departments. Um, but um, I remember years ago people promising things and then bringing them back to production or whatever, and they're saying we can't do that. You know? so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just just before we take a break, one last question on this dialogue part. Um, you know, let's let's use you know selling the website to a small business as an example. Um, what kind of personal sales arguments might you use when doing that? It could be an easy thing like uh, the right website can give you the right kind of tasks. Um, a really good website, again for Mono, can easily attract the right kind of employees because you need the right employees to get the best business in the world. Yeah. And because a good place to work is gold and it's, the rumors will go anywhere saying you should really start working for this company. It's a great place to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a short break now. And uh, when we go back, I, I want to talk about you know we're talking about the sales process, but as you said, you know with the promises, you know this, you know there's a network within a company, um, and how we make sure this whole process from customer discussion to actually implementation actually works. And for our listeners, we're talking about the sales process today and we're talking about, uh, we're talking with Lisbeth Lawson and she is a partner sales manager at Mono. And Mono is a company that empowers small businesses with the best in class marketing technology like website, e-commerce, email and booking. They have a white label technology solution that is behind thousands of small business owners, websites and online business models in Europe, the U.S. and Canada. 
And their technology is resold by local digital marketing providers. And Lisbeth brings a wealth of experience to the world of sales, having dedicated her entire career in this field. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Mono Solutions, please go to www.monosolutions.com. And they are on Facebook under We Are Mono Solutions, on LinkedIn under Mono-Solutions, and also on other social media channels under Mono Solutions. And Lisbeth is on LinkedIn if you'd like to reach out to her. And this uh, podcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of your fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, do market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. They also have a a subdivision called Cinda for Startups, which helps entrepreneurs and startups go from idea to exit. And it's a e-learning platform, and you can find that on www.cinda.org under Cinda for Startups. And they also have live conferences, and their next conference is going to be May 12th to 15th in Berlin, Germany. And there you can meet the Mono Solutions team. And Mono Solutions will welcome the conference goers with a welcome cocktail on the 12th of May. So if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, please go to www.cinda.org. And with that, we are going to take a short break and we'll be right back. shows and can't get enough of us follow us on instagram at voice america talk radio and see what we're cooking up for you do you need directions to solid financial future if so the money answer show with jordan goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances join jordan every monday at 12 p.m pacific standard time 3 p.m eastern for the money answer show on the voice america business channel learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages cars and insurance find out the best ways to save for college and retirement get out of debt improve your credit rating and save on your taxes the money answer show with jordan goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to leadership beyond borders do you have a question or comment about our show please send an email to leadership beyond borders at gmail.com again that's leadership beyond borders at gmail.com now back to this week's program welcome back to leadership beyond borders i'm Kimberly Lewis, your host 
And this series is brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. You can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. And today we're talking about sales, and we're talking with the sales expert. Our guest today is Lisbeth Larson, and she is the sales manager at Mono Solutions. And Mono Solutions is a company that empowers small businesses with best-in-practice marketing technology like websites, e-commerce, email, and online booking. They have a white-label technology that sits behind thousands of small business owners' websites and online business models in Europe, U.S., and Canada. And their technology is resold by digital marketing providers. And Lisbeth herself has a wealth of experience in the world of sales, having dedicated her entire career to this field. So welcome back, Elizabeth, after the break. Um, and yeah, you know, it was one thing you said in before the break and you what you you talked about um, not making promises that you can't deliver. So uh, what I'd like to do is to talk a little bit about the interaction between sales and other departments. Um, so kind of looking internally. So a lot of sales time, let, let's use that example of sales and production. You know, I remember back in the years when I was selling, okay, I would, uh, you know, promise something and pray that it could be done. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, what, uh, what kind of connection has to be between the sales person who's talking to the customer and actually the back office implementation? Well, it's so easy to, to sell when you have the knowledge of the company, but if you're brand new, you kind of, yeah, you have to get your facts straight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you need to know what the other what the other departments are doing and learn and learn about that. I think one of the biggest mistakes I have seen over the years is that a department, that be sales or any department, they're happy in their little pond and they don't really know what's how the other places in the company how they're working. For me, it's important to know the entire company, what you're selling, what you're pro- producing, if it's a production facility, because I work with one of those. Um, just to get, to get also get to the the respect from other departments, so that when you when you come to them, you can say, "I actually looked at how you're working, and I think I know how we can work even better together to give the customer a more um, varied and positive aspect on on what we are." Yeah, and that has to do with leadership, doesn't it, Lisbeth? Okay, you know, breaking down those silos. And making sure there's communication going on between the. Mm, I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not entirely. I don't entirely agree with you there. Oh, oh good. Okay. So <laughs> it's. You think it's for the. It's between the departments themselves. I think uh, the employees have a big say in how they can shape it. Mm-hmm. I'll. I'll give you an example. I worked over 20 years ago in a production facility where I was told that the production in no way could uh, produce what I wanted to do because I needed half a shift, not a full shift, but half a shift. Mm -hmm. And I was told that is not doable. So I took a a long walk over to the production facility to talk to the area manager and say, look, I have this and this uh, situation. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. And his first response was, you're the first person who actually took the effort of walking over here and talking to me. Mm-hmm. 
not not the not any other department me mm-hmm. so uh, 10 minutes later i had i had the planning coordinator online saying how did you do it <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, that, that's a really good story so it's kind of taking the accountability into your own hands and 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 making things happen with the focus of the customer. So yes, and it also shows respect internally uh, that you take an interest in what all the other people in the company are doing. Yeah, that's really that's a really empowering story. Thank you for sharing that. Um, it, staying staying on the other departments for a minute and the personal touch because that's a great story of putting the customer in front, okay, and having everybody in the company try to work to meet that customer's needs. I'd like to I'd like to talk a little about marketing for a minute because marketing generally is cross segmental, okay. You know, it's kind of high level. How do you get the personal touch in to marketing? Um, well, the sales and marketing, they work together because as a salesperson, you work with the, with the message that marketing has put out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if, if you have what you're, what you're selling is actually, yeah. And do you so, think... AI? You, feed, you feed from each other in, in some shape or form because... A smart marketing department will ask sales, so what are you, what are you hearing on the day-to-day? And incorporate into a general message that uh, shows the company. Of course, that's spiced with what management wants to show of the company. But again, it's it's a teamwork effort. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, uh, if we're looking at the whole process here, the last in the process um, is the, the customer follow-up and customer career, which is so critical. Um, how do you how do you integrate a customer care system that has with marketing and has a personal touch? Um, how important is the follow up, the customer care in this whole process? It's everything because that's uh, if you do it right, uh, then the customers will do all the advertising for you. Mm-hmm. That's true, and and building loyalty. What do you think the the like the key couple key ingredients are to to keeping customers loyal to your company. Does it start with sales? Is it the follow up, the customer care? What you know, everybody. You know, there's some brands that have a lot of loyalty. There's other brands that don't. What do you What do you think are the key ingredient ingredients to that? It's it's a package deal, really, because. Uh... For any customer, you would want the best deal possible, the best prices, the best everything. Uh, what I've seen work really well is also that you have a dedicated account manager and a person who sticks with you for the long haul. Um, I worked for 18 years for one company where some of my customers were with me for over 10 years. And while sales reps and account managers came and went, mm-hmm. I, I was the fixed point. I worked as a trusted advisor, which meant that they could call me and say, Elizabeth, you need to do something here. It could be good. It could be not so good. And because I wasn't in direct sales, I was a safe spot. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't immediately put in, in, in front of a sales rep saying, oh, I can sell you something. Sometimes it just needed the personal touch, the advice, the what do we do here? What is smart? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, all these, these are a lot of moving parts to get that. Um, in your experience, um, 
what what have you seen in a company that that maybe goes wrong okay you know that they're not getting that brand loyalty or they're not getting it what is the biggest mistake you've seen that that a company has made in this entire from sales to customer fulfillment process i'm happy to say i think it's the thing of the past but uh, some in the good old days um if a customer experienced that uh, once the ink was dry, the sales and the account managers vanished, <laughs> it's, a, it's a definitely no go for me. Mm-hmm. And then, then because I was in maintenance sale at the at the time, I had I was there to pick up the pieces, mm-hmm. and it takes a while to to build loyalty. It really does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that I, I agree with you. I think that the, I think it might be a thing in the past now. And and that's kind of directly um, related to to commission schemes and, and payment and things like that. I think the focus has changed now. Um, do you think we're um, our our compensation systems are more customer oriented today? I think in a way they are. Yes, but um, I. I have most of the time only met customers who appreciate a personal touch where you speak plainly, speak honestly. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're given the sales pitch again, like uh, one size fits all, any customer, well, yeah, sorry, not yeah. so much. You, you, you need the relationship in order to also to get repeat sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I I agree with you. And um, you know, kind of a last question here. So you you gave the example of solving the problems yourself and with employees. Um, where does leadership play in this role? Um, you know, what is you know where what kind of leadership do you need from a sales manager um, or a sales director today? Um, that's changed also. For me, it needs to be inspirational, something that encourages excellent collaboration because that is key because you never want a sales rep to say, by the way, don't speak to my colleague because he's really no good. <laughs> I've heard that. Uh, it's no really no good. Uh, and you need to get the right training, be big or small, and encourage openness. Mm-hmm. The first time I had a training with the presentation technique, it was uh, <clears throat> overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But I was surrounded by colleagues who were encouraging, telling me in which direction to move. And most of the time, your colleagues will do just that. So don't be afraid because the confidence that your colleagues will give you will influence the way you sell and you will sell very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that inspirational. And I think inspirational leadership is needed across a lot of channels today. So we're, we're kind of at the end of our, our chat. Um, um, we have a lot of salespeople listening. We have um, um, a lot of executives listening. If you had one message to them about, you know, improving their sales and making the best. And because in the beginning I said, you know, the sales team is the engine of a company. Um, what would your message be? It would, um, because everybody's talking about AI, I would say don't hide behind, behind AI just because it's convenient. Let your customers see the real you because that is what makes the different you can use all the technology in the world and it can help you so much to do all the standard stuff and make it uh, not vanish but 
do it really fast, much much more so than in the past. But um, you want you want to be in a company where people say they're so great, they're just there for for me. They are, they are the full package. So use the technology as a tool, but make sure that there is a human connection with you and your prospects, and uh, just make your customer feel like they are getting more than they actually wanted in the first place. Mm -hmm. Really great advice and really great advice on the AI um, because I completely agree with you. You know, we all get hepped up on AI and all the technology tools, but um, we can't lose the focus of the customer, what the customer wants, and, and we can't lose the focus of the personal touch, which is what you've talked about. So I think those are great closing words. So, Lisbeth, thank you very much. And for our listeners, our guest today has been Lisbeth Larson, and she is the partner sales manager at Mono. And Mono empowers small businesses with best-in-class marketing technology like websites, e-commerce, email, and online booking. They have a white label technology, behind, which is behind thousands of small business owners' websites and online business models in Europe and the U.S. and Canada. And their technology is resold by local digital marketing providers. And is as a wealth of experience. We've heard that now in our discussions, um, having dedicated her entire career to the field of sales. So if you'd like to learn more about Mono, please go to www.monosolutions.com. They are on Facebook under We Are Mono Solutions, and they are on Twitter and other solution, other social media under Mono Solutions and on Twitter at Mono Solutions. And Lisbeth, you can reach her on LinkedIn, and that's L-I-S-B-E-T. And the last name is L-A-U-R-S-E-N. So reach out to her on LinkedIn. And this uh, broadcast has been brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold trainings, do conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. Um, they also have an e-learning platform under digital uh, centers for startups, which takes entrepreneurs from idea to exit. They also have live conferences, and their next conference is May 12th to 15th in Berlin, Germany. And you can meet the Mono Solutions team there in Berlin, where they'll be welcoming you on May 12th with a welcome cocktail. So please go to www.sind.org for more information on that. And remember to listen to us at 3 p.m. Pacific time each week. And if you miss us live, then don't worry. You can look under Leadership Beyond Borders, and we are on every podcast channel from Google Play to Spotify to everything. So just look up, put Leadership Beyond Borders in the browser, and you will find us. And with that, thank you for listening this week, and tune in again next week. And, Lisbeth, thank you very much. Thank you, Kimberly. Take care and tune again next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.